welcome back. And on today's edition of the Lock on Dimebacks podcast, we were discussing in or out on potentially new MLB All-Star events that could come to the All-Star weekend. We just saw the NBA All-Star weekend last week. The dunk contest was not that exciting. So how about we implement some new games and festivities for the MLB All-Star Weekend? So this is in or out on potentially new ideas for MLB All-Star Weekend to help it out and increase its popularity. And these ideas are courtesy of Bleach Report. So we're just doing a little game of in or out on Bleach Report's ideas to help out the MLB All-Star Game on today's Locked on Dimebacks podcast. So let's jump right into it. <laughs> Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks still here. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages, to my articles, to my photos, and my graphic design. Of course, if you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. But... Like I said before in the opening, we are discussing in or out on potentially new ideas that could spice up MLB All-Star Weekend. These ideas are courtesy of Bleach Report. I could have came up with my own ideas, but Bleach Report came up with 10 really solid ideas, I thought. Some I'm really in on, some I'm, some I'm not too in on. So we're going to discuss in or out on Bleach Report's ideas to spice up MLB All-Star Weekend. So let's jump right into it and let's start with number one and they have an idea for highest exit velocity. This is basically putting the biggest power hitters at the plate. You know, the Stantons, the Rafael Devers, the whoever you want to name, Fernando Tatis Jr., the Vlad Guerrero Jr. You basically get five or six of your best power hitters and you see who can crush the ball the hardest in terms of exit velocity. And I think I'm all the way in on that idea because anytime you can just do a competition where it's who has the biggest the most brute strength just raw manpower I think people still like that I think there's still something you know gladiator ish with the highest exit velocity competition people like to see you know dudes do strong things or not just dudes really anybody but people want to see strength at the highest level that's why people love the NFL because you get those big time collisions so seeing the the biggest and strongest stars in baseball having some big time collisions with a baseball I think it would actually be pretty fun to watch, but the thing that makes this competition really interesting, according to Bleach Report, the interesting interesting wrinkle that would be here is that you lean fully into the power of these players. So that means you give them the best aluminum bats you can find. Like the aluminum bats, when you turn on the cheat code and like MLB 2K5, those aluminum bats where you're just smacking it 300 miles an hour and it's leaving like three different ballparks at once. You get those kind of bats. The bats where the ball just, at, where it's like you're using a tennis ball, basically. That ball is not flying off the bat. Then we probably shouldn't be using that bat at all. Oh, sorry. I My nose and my allergies were killing me. I had to mute the mic real quick. But 
I really like this idea, highest exit velocity. I think, like I said before, anytime you can watch a competition that is just evaluating brute strength and who wouldn't want to see the longest home runs of their careers, the longest home runs ever seen on TV, who wouldn't want to see that? Especially with the aluminum bats, I think that would make it a lot more fun. Wood bats would be cool, but it's just a different vibe when you're seeing what a baseball player could do with an aluminum bat because that makes you realize because a normal person is like, oh, me with aluminum bat, I could go out there in a rec league and hit a home run. Well, imagine if you gave a baseball player aluminum bat. That's a different kind of animal, and there's a reason why aluminum bats aren't allowed in the sport of baseball. So I'm all in on the highest exit velocity competition. And we already see a version of this in the NHL with the hardest slap shot. So kind of stealing the NHL's idea already that's implemented in their sport. I think it would be pretty smart to bring it over to baseball and see what could happen. So I like that one. Exit velocity. I'm all in. Next up, Bleach Report has a mascot race, but with players in the mascot uniforms. Now, I think this will be a novelty idea. I think this would be fun at first and be funny to watch. I actually think this idea would be entertaining, but... I'm out on the idea because I just don't believe there would be, I don't know if there would be a baseball player, maybe one or two, but I can't imagine any good baseball players, any star baseball players willing to throw on the Phillies Fanatics mascot or the D-backs Baxter mascot costume and say, let me go race some of my, you know, rivals in the sport of baseball and let me go look like a fool out here. Like guys, you got to remember, these are professional athletes. They're worth a lot of money. Like They don't want to look like a fool on camera, in person. They want to build their brand, and they don't want the perception of them to be foolish or goofy. Like, a lot of these players, they like to come off cool. They want to build their brand, and throwing on a mascot costume and running around the field, like, that's not how you're probably going to get more sponsors. Maybe you will. Like, I think there would definitely be people who could find your personality funny and see that you put yourself out there. But I think just a lot of the stars are just not going to do that. I think they would probably feel like it's patronizing or uh, it, it... they might feel like it's honestly beneath them. I feel like a lot of players would feel like it's disrespected, would feel disrespected by throwing on some mascot that's probably dirty and smelly. And I just don't think baseball players or athletes in general would want to do that considering they're worth millions of money. I don't think a lot of those guys are like, yeah, might be getting paid $40 million a year, but I'll throw this mascot costume on to get some laughs and run around the field a little bit. Like, it's already hard to get players to do all-star events because they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to, you know, ruin their potential for money down the line, whatever the reason is. So now we're going to try to get guys to put mascot costumes on. I find that hard to believe, and I can't find it. Uh, I find it a little unrealistic for that to happen. So I'm out on this idea of players throwing on mascot costumes, but I would be in on watching it because I think it would be funny. I just don't think it's very practical. Next up is the catcher pop time competition. So this would basically be how quickly a catcher could get to his knees and make the throw from the time the ball hits his glove to the time he releases it. How long does that take? I think this is an interesting idea. I'm half in on this one because I don't want to just see the pop time. I just don't want to know how quickly he could get up to his feet and how quickly he could release that. I want that to be a part of this, a criteria of the competition. I want the actual competition to be pop time plus the throw down to second. The whole combination of how quickly can somebody, a catcher, get to their feet and throw it down to second. I don't care about third. I don't care about first. Second base is the hardest the hardest base to throw from that catcher position. So I think that would be the most interesting because you get to one time their reaction time, who gets to their feet quickest, who has the quickest instinct for that. And also 
who has the strongest arm. So it would be a combination of the two. And I think that would really give you the best indication of who's the best catcher in that area, who has the quickest reaction time, and who has the strongest arm as well. That, to me, would be more fascinating than just seeing the pop time. Just seeing catchers over and over jumping to their jumping from their uh, – how do they even start from their – feet to their knees or vice versa knees to feet I, I know catchers have started switching up the catcher position a little bit in terms of their stance because uh they just don't want to do that really deep crouch anymore some guys like to just get on their knees and catch so i think the pop time would be interesting but i also need a throw down i, I also need to watch a throw down a second it needs to be a combination of both for me to be fully in on this idea so i think this idea is a little half-baked but i like where bleach report is going just think it needs to be fleshed out a little bit more, but I'm definitely interested in this idea. Let's just make it fully pop time plus throwing down the second because I need to see that reaction time plus who has the strongest arm among all catchers in baseball as well. Now, we'll get into some other ideas for MLB All-Star Weekend, but before we get there, I need to talk to you guys about Built Bar because this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Built Bars are absolutely delicious, and the reason why I love them is because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. If you want something that tastes like a candy bar but that is actually a protein bar, you got to get the Built Bar because it's low calorie, it's low sugar, it's high protein, it's high fiber. It's great for that keto diet. And if you don't believe me, just go to Built.com and get your own order. And if you use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. So promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will need. Wine door often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked down in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. And thanks for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Locked On MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. get back to the pod hopefully you guys didn't see me blowing my nose i really don't know what you saw on the camera just now because i didn't have my camera showing myself so hopefully i got out of the way just enough so you don't see me blowing my nose my allergies were fine all day long and now they're kicking my butt as soon as i try to do the podcast thank you allergy gods for that but let's actually get back into the podcast because complaining about my allergies won't save me or anyone else here and it's not like i even take allergy medicine so i guess i can't really complain seriously because my allergies have been pretty good in arizona back in jersey i'm on like four claritins a day but out here not too bad i definitely sound a little nasally probably right now on the pod so i apologize for that but might as well just keep powering through and keep talking about 
some potentially new ideas for the MLB All-Star Weekend because I definitely think the MLB All-Star Weekend could uh, be spiced up a little bit. Uh, whoa, I just got signed out of my notes. How dare you, my ASU? Like, I'm trying to get a good podcast out, and then all of a sudden you're going to log me out and do me dirty like this. So I really apologize, everyone. Hold on. Let me get back into my ASU. Uh, let me in, please. You got to send me a notification saying, is this really your identity? Yes, it's really me. It's really Miller Thomas out here trying to get back in. All right, we're back to our notes, so let's move on. This one I think is pretty interesting. I'm pretty in on this one. It's fastest outfield throw, and I'm half in on this one. I don't want to just see the fastest outfield throw. It's basically who can throw it the hardest. Uh, I think at one point Aaron Hicks was clocked in at 105 miles per hour. Uh, from center field to home plate on a throw he made for the New York Yankees back in 2016. That is insane, the fact that an outfielder can throw triple digits. So this would be a pretty interesting competition to see which outfielder had the strongest arm. I definitely care about that. I definitely want to see them do like a short hop throw. If it was like a sack fly to left field, how hard can they throw it home? Can you throw it on a dime? I would be interested in seeing that. But the reason why I say this is a half-in idea, half-baked idea is because Yes, the hardest throw would be interesting to watch. It's like the hardest exit velocity competition. Whenever it's a competition about brute strength, I think that's fun to watch. But I think to take it to the next level, I don't want to just see the fastest throw. I don't want to just do a radar competition. I also want to see who can throw it the farthest as well. I think that would also be interesting. So I think this could be a two-part competition. Part one, it's from you know short left field to home. Who can throw it the hardest? And then part two is, we're going to see how far we can go back. We're going to just keep going farther and farther back until someone can't reach his home plate anymore. But the key is you got to reach home plate without skipping a beat. You can't skip it into home. So I want to know who can throw the baseball the farthest from outfield to home plate. And I don't care if somebody has to go into the stands. I don't care if we got to go into the third deck to complete this competition. But if someone can go 400 feet away from home plate, 500 feet away from home plate and throw it there without skipping it, that's the competition I want to see because they're just something so much more aesthetically pleasing when you watch an outfield assist. I think when the outfielder doesn't skip it in, I don't know. I think, you know, it's an out at the end of the day. But in terms of being an actual highlight, I always found it more fascinating or enjoyable, entertaining. I don't know what the word is there, but I always found it cooler, more spectacular. Maybe that's the word. I thought it was more spectacular. I thought it was flashier when a guy could throw it from straight from right field or left field and make it home on a dime, on a rope, without skipping it in. I just think that looks more badass. And, oh, yeah, I skipped it in four times, and my catcher had to scoop it up the dirt and turn and make the tag. Like, that's too much going on. If your catcher does not have to move, if he just has that glove out, hits the glove, he catches it and just does a quick swipe, I think that's just a lot cooler overall watching that. So I'm half in on fastest outfield throw. I just also need to see deepest outfield throw as well. Next up, we got a fly ball competition. And this one sounds interesting. It's basically getting a cannon, putting baseballs in a cannon, and getting some outfielders in baseball and saying, all right, you guys go stand in the outfield. We got this cannon. We're just going to hit balls. We're just going to put balls in this cannon, You know, shoot them up in the air, mile high in the air, two miles high. However high the cannon can shoot these baseballs, you guys are going to have to try and make a competition out of it. First guy to drop a baseball loses. So I think it could be entertaining to watch. You probably go one by one in this competition. 
And it just, whoever drops it first loses. I think that could be interesting. But overall, these outfielders are so good. I think it could be a while before anyone drops the ball. I think it could also just get kind of boring to watch maybe as well. So I think I'm out on this idea, actually. I think it would be cool to see. Uh, uh, I think the coolest part of this competition would just <laughs> seeing the baseball shot out the cannon and seeing how high it could go in the air. Just seeing those replays of the ball going like three miles in the air and potentially hitting a plane or another bird. Get another Randy Johnson situation. I think that might be the coolest part of this competition. But overall, the actual idea of just watching players field ground balls like that's cool like if i just want to see people field ground balls like just go watch the home run derby they have a lot of extra volunteers in the outfield trying to catch those balls and i will admit it's kind of fun watching those guys and a lot of times it's just normal kids out there trying to catch fly balls of uh mlb players maybe that should be the competition hold on i'm actually half in i just changed my mind bleach report i'm actually half in on this idea instead of getting the best outfielders the mike trout to mookie betts to do this outfield competition Let's get normal people or let's get the managers and make them try to go shag fly balls that are shot up into the cannon or shot from a cannon up into the air, you know, two miles, three miles, however high into the air. I would love to see Tori Lovello out there with a glove looking up at the sky, getting lost in the in the either the lights or the sun and saying, oh, where's the ball? Where's the ball? I think that could be a lot more fun of a competition than watching Mookie Betts trying to track down the ball. Like Jackie Bradley, these guys, like they do it so freaking easily. I don't think it would be as fun as we think in our head. So I'm kind of out on the idea of just doing a straight uh, fly ball competition. But if we make our managers or normal people, MLB owners, I think that would be a lot more fun of a competition than just seeing regular MLB outfielders do this. So depending on how this one's workshopped, I'm either out or I'm either half in on that one. Next one is race around the bases. And this is one that I'm definitely half in on. The reason I'm half in is because like a lot of the other competitions I'm half in on, I think we are not all the way there. I think racing around the bases would be fun. I think we definitely wouldn't always get the fastest players, or we might get the fastest players, but we might not get the stars who are also fast, like a Trey Turner. Who knows? We might, because of course, with injury, when you're sprinting like that, you could pull a hamstring, step on the base wrong, turn your ankle, so you never know. But I want to see part one being around the bases, you know, who can do that the fastest. I think that would be interesting to watch. But also, I just want to see who's the fastest guy going from home plate to first base. Just straight up the line, like a 40-yard dash, who is also the quickest, uh, you know, with that. Because, you know, when you're doing all the bases, like a home run trap, you got to turn the bases. There's strategy to that. That's this whole other thing. I want to see also who just the fastest from point A to point B straight line, because that's, you know, the best indication of how fast someone is. If we just do 40-yard dashes, like, I'm also cool with that. I would love to see just 40-yard dashes, straight combine stuff from the MLB. Whatever it is, fast competitions, competitions dealing with speed. I talk about how people love to see strength, but personally, I love to see speed more whenever, you know, the NFL kind of does their fastest man challenge, and those aren't as fun, but they do get some speedsters in it, so we could get MLB stars who are also fast. If we could get guys like a Trey Turner, get guys like, I don't know, Tatis, like a Shohei Otani, and see all their sprint speeds, I think that would be very interesting. So I am in on the sprint around the bases competition. I'm just half in on it. I'm in on that part one, and I think part two needs to be just a straight line sprint as well to see who the fastest player in baseball is. Now, we'll wrap it up with four more ideas, courtesy of Bleacher. Bleacher Report, but first, I need to talk to you guys about Battle Line because football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. 
from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports big needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thanks for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB, where Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, he brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. people watching the video i am hoping that's the last time i have to blow my nose because i do not want to have to blow it once again screw these allergies but let's get back into the podcast of course we got four more ideas courtesy of bleacher report that we could discuss let me pull up my notes again next up we got the bunting tournament the bunting competition the bunting contest whatever you want to call it it's basically saying or it's basically a competition where people bunt. You say, hey, you got to make it in this little round circle, whatever. You have a designated area and you say repeatedly, hey, you got to bunt in this area or you lose. And I think that could be interesting. I think it's an interesting spring training concept. But the actual idea of watching a bunting competition, uh, I mean, I just don't know because what kind of players do you get for a bunting competition? Are you getting stars for that? It might be the most star-driven you know, competition of all these because the least physically demanding. But do I want to watch Freddie Freeman bunt? I don't know if that's that appealing for me. I don't know if this one does it for me. So the bunting competition, sorry, Bleach Report. I'm going to be out on that one. Next up, precision hitting. And this one is very interesting because they got their idea basically inspired from MVP Baseball 2005. If you guys never played MVP Baseball 05, your childhood is missing out big time. It is literally one of the greatest video games I ever played. Not sports games, not baseball games. Video games I've ever played. MVP Baseball, uh, MLB 2K5. All the pre-show stuff I think is way better than what we get now, honestly. And in MVP Baseball, there was a mini game where you could do hitting and they put all these little obstacles in the field. So the obstacle part probably is not realistic. But if we could do some competition where players have to hit it toward a certain area it's kind of like the bunting competition but i think it would be more enjoyable to watch if you told joey gallo all right dude you gotta go oppo here three times if you want to win this competition or you tell some pull hitter you gotta go oppo here if you want to win this competition or you tell someone who goes oppo a lot hey you gotta pull here if you want to win this competition it could be that you know pull versus oppo versus center it could maybe you have little designated areas in the outfield and say the player that can hit the ball closest to this area wins i think this one could be interesting i think there's a lot of different ways you could structure this one and this is one that's also less physically demanding than i think a lot of these competitions so i definitely think more players would be willing to do this i don't think you'll get the guys like a joey gallo who complained about the shift i don't think you're really going to see those guys probably in this competition because we already know their struggle is hitting the other way or hitting in a certain direction where the defense ain't so i don't think they're going to go to a competition where there's literally no one on the field and they still can't do it so I, I can't see that happening but i'm definitely in on this idea and who knows maybe it will inspire people like joey gallo to 
try switching up their mechanics and working on their tools so they could go in the other direction. But I do want to say I agree with Joey Gallo. Let's get rid of the shift. Yes, you could say, Joey Gallo, work on your technique so you, you can hit it where the defense ain't. Yes, that's true. But I don't think it's also, I don't think it's that fun or cool or interesting of a sport where you can literally say, okay, this guy likes to do this. So let's all put, let's put half our team on one side of the field because we know he's going to pull it. Yes, maybe he should work on this game, but also there's a reason why we have a second base, a first base, a shortstop. Like I'm also okay with people just staying at their position and not overloading one side of the field because that's where a player likes to hit. Like uh, baseball is already hard enough. I don't want to make it harder for the players. So I'm pro getting rid of the shift. Shout out Joey Gallo because I got your back on that. Next up, next competition is the retired legends with a ball game. This will basically be different from the celebrity uh, softball game. We're doing wolf ball and we're only doing former MLB legends. And I don't know if this would just count, you know, former hall of famers or just guy who we might deem as legends that didn't make the hall of fame. Like if, you know, if someone like, uh, uh, Tim Lincecum was in the wolf ball game, I don't think anyone really have a problem with that, but I do would, I would want to see this. I'm in on a wolf ball game one, because the wolf ball itself is its own element. It's its own personality like the wolf ball if you put randy johnson on the mound i don't know some crazy pitcher on the mound who has like a five pitch arsenal see what he can do with the wolf ball like that thing is gonna be zipping and zapping all around the strike zone it's gonna be really fun to try to see those uh former players try to tee that ball up and you know when they do they're probably gonna crush it and i think it's also more fun if you kind of put an age limit on this like no one under you know, 40 is allowed in the game. Like, I want it to be mostly older people. I don't want to see newly retired. Here comes Yasiel Puig, 32 years old, out of baseball and ready to play some wiffle ball with the older guys. No, it should be mostly older people, legends of the game, retirees. So I think this could be interesting in concept and practicality. And I think this could definitely work. I think everyone would be in on watching a wolf ball game, especially just the pitching aspect. Like I'll, I'm down just to watch. It doesn't even have to be a game. I'm just down to watch some of the greatest pitchers try to throw a wolf ball and try to do the craziest pitches they've ever seen. I think that within itself could be a pretty interesting competition. So I am in on the wolf ball competition. And then the last idea Bleach Report has is an under 25 all-star game. If you guys ever watch basketball, they have the rising stars game where it's basically first and second year pros only in that game, the best of the best. And so MLB, Bleach Report saying, MLB does a terrible job marketing their stars. We all know this. So why not get a competition? We get some of the best stars around baseball under 25 years old and put them all in a game. And this is a very good idea, but I'm out on it. One, because the Rising Stars game in basketball is already boring. No one watches that. That's why they change the format every year because it gets no viewers. And number two, if we did this in baseball, <laughs> same reason with basketball. I'm not watching it. I just don't think it would be that interesting. Yes, it's cool. I like the idea. I think it would be cool for baseball to do it. I'm in. I'm actually in on the idea of doing this because it would market the stars, grow the game, exposure, yada, yada. But am I in as a consumer watching it? Probably not. I'm just in on it for the stars and building their brand's perspective and trying to get more fans ingratiated into the sport because I think it would be good for potentially growing the game. But from my personal opinion, would I turn on an under-25 MLB All-Star game? Probably not. Do I turn on the regular MLB All-Star game? Not really. I just turn it on more when it actually mattered. And, I, you know, it did 
kind of not make sense why the MLB All-Star game decided who had a home field advantage in the World Series. Like, I definitely agree that was a pretty weird rule, but at least it made the MLB All-Star game mean something. So I do respect that aspect of the MLB All-Star game when they did have that rule in place. But I'm not watching the MLB All-Star game really anymore. I definitely wouldn't be watching the under-25 All-Star game as well. You could say, hey, you don't even like baseball that much if you don't watch the MLB All-Star game. Guess what? Who cares? It's just an exhibition game. The players don't care. They're just there to collect a check and to, you know, get some attention because a lot of athletes are attention whores. Hey, I do a podcast. I'm an attention whore too, so that's okay. So that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to everyone out there who makes Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be doing this podcast without you. Come back next week for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight because, as always, we are bringing you up-to-date on the latest with the D-backs and the lockout and everything pertaining to baseball. So please continue to stay up to date with me. Come back next week, as I said. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces!